Good morning, gentlemen. This is Charlie Ungemach. I'm the founder and curator of the Gird Up Podcast. I'm glad that you're with us today. If you're headed up to the Iron Men of God conference today, make sure you stop by the booth, say hi, uh, grab some gear, do such. Um, I love that you guys are listening today. Um, I'm glad that you're continuing to join us. Um, we're gathering a greater and greater audience all over the world, and we appreciate all the support that you give us. Uh, first thing you need to do is you need to make sure that you're following us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We have a Facebook community that you can join, a great place to connect with other men of God um, and share your wisdom and experiences, uh, the knowledge you've gained over time, helping other men uh, grow as men. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can bring that also to the Council of Brothers who are there um, and help them speak into your life as well. If you are willing to support this podcast financially, I know everybody's asking for your money, but if you're willing to support this podcast financially, you can help bring the message of the gospel and the message of Christian manhood to men all over the world. We do not charge for this podcast. We don't uh, make anybody pay for the content. So if it's uh, on your heart to be a part of... uh, be a part of this podcast financially. You can either find us on Patreon and you can sponsor us there, either one-time gifts or, or monthly repeat, reoccurring gifts, or you can choose to sponsor the podcast with an advertisement. Get a hold of me. All the contact information is at the end of the podcast. Um, right now, you can hear a couple of advertisements. There's going to be one sponsor on this one before we actually get into the Saturday morning podcast um, content. If that's something of interest with you, contact me. Otherwise, guys, thanks for being here today. Happy Saturday and enjoy today's show. Hello, this is Seth and Jenna Herlick, and we are also known as Him and Her Worship. We are also the creators of the What Do I Know podcast, where we talk about life while having very little life experience ourselves. We are a normal couple, passionate about lighting hearts on fire for Jesus, who just happened to play music. We write our own original worship music, and we play in churches all around the country, and we'd love to connect with you. We have lots of ways for you to do that. On Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify, we are at Him and Her Worship, and we have a website, and we are himandherworship.com. Also, check out our podcast at Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. God bless you. Thanks so much for your time, and we cannot wait to meet you in person. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you've joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. All right, guys, if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I love a good book, and I love especially Jack London. Jack, Everything that Jack London has, has written, everything that he writes, I just I love it. I enjoy it. I, I spend time reading them, um, and they, they speak great meaning into my life. Um, but Jack London's basic storyline is usually about the same. <laughs> if you've read a bunch of Jack London stuff, this, the storyline, the, the basic 
at the most fundamental level, the plot is usually about the same as you go through the story. Um, Usually there's somebody who's domesticated, someone who's uh, domesticated means literally like kept as a pet, right? Like you take something wild, you you make it tame and you keep it as a pet. So someone that's been domesticated or an animal that's domesticated and through a series of, of events, they eventually at the end of the story, they're real men or they, they pursue the call of the wild or, or they, they become a, um, you know, what they were meant to be all along. Um, they embrace the wildness and off they go. But there's a key piece in every part of that journey where they learn to embrace the challenge. They learn to embrace the struggle. They em- learn to embrace hard work, and they learn how to be men through struggle and through hard work. Now, there's a lot of people in our world today who claim that they work hard, who claim that they they face the struggle head on, and that they're doing great things in the world. Um, and, and and they they talk about it. <laughs> They brag about it. They they claim this for themselves, um, but if you if you look at their lives, they they really don't live lives of that much struggle. There's a lot of people who like to talk the talk but don't walk the walk. There's a lot of people who are all style and no sub substance, if you will. There's a lot of men walking around our world right now that like to think that they're pretty dangerous. They like to think that they're pretty smart. They like to think that they're pretty tough, but when they see a real challenge, they melt. I think a good example of that is when um, we talk about we talk about you know being the king of my house, the king of the castle, right? Um, or being young kings and that kind of thing, or, or referring to young boys as princes, or we call every little girl a princess, right? Um, we call <laughs> we call apathetic middle-aged moms queens, um, and there are certainly don't get me wrong, there are some women who earn that title, absolutely. But there are a lot of women who are self-proclaimed queens or men referring to their women as queens and they don't act like it, they don't look like it, um, they don't live like it. They don't earn that title. We've lost sight of the reality that manhood and masculinity and are earned. Title and honor and respect are all things that need to be earned and are all things that are earned by hard work. Uh, there's, there's, even, there's a lot of young people right now who think that they've accomplished something just by meeting the averages and the norms, right? I, I heard a conversation the other day uh, between a young man and an older man, and, and the young man literally said the words, I, I'm elite. I have a college degree now. I'm elite. <laughs> the, the reality is having a collegiate degree, having a university degree no longer makes you elite. That's, it's normal. It's average, especially in the professional world. Pretty much everybody has a college degree. There are a lot of people who have a college degree. It no longer makes you elite. You have to do something more. You have to go above and beyond. You have to add to that in order to be elite. The, the truly elite are the ones that graduate cum laude, right? The truly elite are the ones who go on to master's school or get a master's degree and then get a doctorate on top of it. You, you have to do more in order to be elite now. It always shocks and surprises me at the end of the school year when we have a middle school graduation and uh, you know they buy a, a dress worth hundreds of dollars and they make a big deal and the whole family goes on vacation to the Wisconsin Dells and they spend oodles and oodles of money and they have this giant party when the kid graduates from middle school. And I can't help thinking to myself, isn't that the norm? Isn't that the expectation? Like it's no doubt is something to be celebrated, and it took a lot of hard work to get to that point. But shouldn't we be encouraging them to go further? 
if if we incur if if we let a child believe that graduating middle school is some great and esteemed accomplishment, they're going to have a really jacked up vision of what they are, and they're going to have some weird identity pieces. Um, when we can't teach kids that average is something more than average, we can't believe ourselves that being average is greater than average. There's nothing special about being average. That's exactly what it is, is, is average. At some point, we got to actually look at ourselves and ask the question, when was the last time we challenged ourselves and really accomplished something? Like if you work out, when was the last time you pushed yourself to the limit of your physical ability? When was the last time you started seeing stars in a weight room or seeing the darkness close in around the edge of your eyes? When was the last time you were on a treadmill and you almost stumbled and fell? When was the last time you, <laughs> you, you actually ran, you, not that just you were uncomfortable, but you ran out of breath, you got to the point where you could not breathe and run another step. You caught your breath and then you jumped back on a treadmill and kept running again until you were out of breath and then got off the treadmill and ran again. We stop at, at, at the first sign of being uncomfortable, right? When, when we get to the point where they were, it's no longer easy, we have a tendency to stop. And we celebrate the idea that, yeah, I worked out today, but did you really push yourself? Did you really make yourself better? Uh, I, I was sick last week. You guys know that because last week's podcast was a little bit of a train wreck, um, but I think the message was there and it was awesome. Um, but uh, I worked out for the first time on, on Monday since I'd gotten sick, and I was still a little bit sick, and I actually blacked out and hit the floor in my kitchen after I was done working out. Now, that's probably a little too far. I probably took it too far. Um, but I pushed myself. There's no doubt that I pushed myself to the limit of my ability on that given day. Are you pushing yourself to that to that limit? Or, or how about this? When you're working on a project, when was the last time you were so engaged in a project that you forgot to eat? Seth Herlick was talking about that earlier in the week on, on our interview podcast. He, he, he was talking about the idea that he and his wife were so engaged in what they were doing as they were getting ready for their tour that they were getting to midnight and realizing that they hadn't eaten anything all day. They were getting to 3 o'clock in the morning and looking at the clock and saying, oh man, we got to go to bed. <laughs> They were so engaged and they were so passionate and they were so excited and they were so enthusiastic about what they were doing that they lost track of their own physical needs even. They were that engaged in what they were doing. When was the last time you were that fired up? I'm a bit of an introvert, believe it or not, and so one of the scariest things for me is walking into a room of people I don't know, particularly people that I admire, people that intimidate me, right? So one of the most important things that I do every once in a while and with increasing regularity as we gain more success doing this thing is to go into a room of people that intimidate me, a room of people I admire and work the room, shaking hands, making introductions, um, introduce myself, learning, asking questions, getting to know men who I want to be like because if I want to be like them, I better learn from them, Right. That's a terrifying thing for me. But what was the last time you did something that scared the 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 the, the bejesus out of you, right? What was the last time you really were at that point, at that threshold of like everything in your body and everything in your mind and even in your heart says run away and you decide to just go for it anyway and you do it? When was the last time you were there? There's a lot of people that engage in a lot of risky behaviors and they're detrimental. Risk is not bad in and of itself. Risk is actually an incredible good thing, and it engages that wild side that we have in each one of us as men. 
It engages that wild side. But you have to you have to understand it and you have to harness it and you have to use it appropriately. It's that point that we talk about where passion meets purpose. You got to find figure out what you're passionate about, find a way to attach purpose to it, and when you find that point where passion meets purpose, push all your chips into the middle of the table. Go all in. Do that thing with your whole heart. Right? I thought of a couple examples of it. <laughs> if you like to run, right? I, I, you must be crazy if you like to run. I, I hate running, but I do it every once in a while just because I know it's healthy for me. Anyway, if you like to run, and so does your teenage daughter, right? Your average dad is going to they'll bond over a little bit. They'll talk at the breakfast table, and maybe they'll run to get a 5K together or something like that once a year. That's your average dad. A good dad a good dad is going to you know, volunteer to be an assistant coach on her on her cross country team in middle school. Um, maybe they you know he's, they swap some stories and he gives her some advice and shows up at all of her meets. That's a good dad. A great dad, a dad who who steps up, a dad who's fully engaged. He's gonna train with her. He's gonna he's gonna run with her. They're gonna do this thing together. And they're going to set goals for each other. Maybe, maybe they decide they want to they want to run marathons. So they don't just they don't just run a marathon. They set a goal. They say we're going to run the Boston Marathon together, and they work together towards that goal. They travel there together. They stay together. They run it together, and then they they end up traveling all over the country running marathons together. That's a father who's engaged with his daughter. That's a father who's all in, who's passionate about something. And he has a purpose in mind, building a relationship with his daughter and helping her be strong and healthy. And they do it together. That's a man who's on fire for something. He's found that point where passion meets purpose. Or, or is it, here's another one. Maybe you've got a hunting cabin up north. You love to hunt. you got your own hunting cabin up north. Okay. First thing you're going to do is you're going to stop being that guy who shoots a buck, takes the guts out, and then takes it to the butcher shop. You're going to learn... Everything you need to know. So you're going to learn how to butcher and field dress that thing. You're going to learn how to process your own meat. You're going to learn how to do all those things that a true expert hunt, hunter and woodsman can do. Right? And once you learn all those things, and as you're learning all those things, you're going to go to your congregation, you're going to look around, you're going to find all the boys who don't have father figures in their lives. So the ones that came from single moms, the one who's, who maybe they have a, a father who's, who's serving in the military overseas or something like that. And you find those boys that need to be mentored and need to have a father figure in their life. And you take them to the shooting range. You teach them how to hunt. You teach them how to shoot. You teach them hunter safety. You teach them how to use a knife. You teach them wood skills like woodsman's skills, and, and you teach them some bush, bush craft, and then you take them out hunting, and you take them through the process of stalking a deer, and, and setting up a tree stand, and going through the entire hunt, and then you also teach them how to butcher the deer, butcher the animal, give them life skills, and then let them take that meat home. Let them take that meat home and provide for their own families. Give them a sense of purpose as well. That's a man who's on fire. That's a man who's dedicated. That's a man whose passion has met his purpose. But instead of doing things like this where we we, we get engaged and we get after something, we choose to numb our wildness. And, And a lot of people think that they're living wildly and doing these crazy awesome things and really living it up. But the reality is they're not really living at all. They're not really living at all. Here, here, um, think about what pornography and masturbation are. Instead of engaging with a woman, instead of pursuing a healthy relationship with a woman, instead of going in and doing the messy work of, of falling in love and building relationships and, and working on relationships together and putting in the time and the effort, 
I take the easy route, right? Go look up a picture on my computer. There's no relationship. There's no mess. There's no commitment. It's just me and my phone and, and all the pleasure I could imagine, right? Same thing with masturbation. Yeah, I get the, all the physical benefits and I get all the, you know, the, all the feelings, but I don't have to deal with a relationship. I don't have to deal with doing it God's way. Same thing with alcohol and drugs. You're not getting high. You're just, well, I mean, yeah. But when you get high, you're not experiencing something newer or greater. You're literally just numbing away the pain and the feelings that you get with, from being alive. Instead of embracing them and leaning into them and, and using it to fuel and, and empower you, you're numbing all those feelings away. You're numbing away reality so you don't have to face it. Same thing with, with video games and TV and social media. We build ourselves this false life. We build a false reality around ourselves so we don't actually, actually have to engage in the world. We see all these people commenting on pictures and fighting on the internet about politics and, and, and just being terrible to each other. Most of them wouldn't do that in person. Most of them wouldn't have those conversations in real life. They're engaging in a false life. They're engaging in a false narrative so that they don't actually have to engage in real life and take any real risks. Now, video games are an excellent example of that. You can be a champion. You can do incredible things. You can go and tour the world. You can learn to fight. You can learn a great sport. But are you actually accomplishing anything? There's nothing inherently wrong with video games, but when they take the place of real life and real living, that's a serious problem. We have to engage in a world we're a part of. Find something that makes you come alive. Find some purpose in life and go chase after it. As the fighter pilots would say, balls to the walls, right? Go get after it. We've, we've talked about this before, but Paul says continually in his epistle letters that faith without works is dead, and then he backs it up. He tells us what it looks like to act out our faith. Here is what he says in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward to Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature who should take such a view of things. And if at some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others following my example, brothers. Take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. When we're too wrapped up in the things of this world and the battles of this world and the day in and day out of this world and the struggles of this world, it weighs us down. 
And that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants us weighed down and disengaged. He wants us to step out of the spiritual world we live in and live meek, quiet, and passive lives. Because if we do that, we can make an impact for the kingdom. But Paul says, you have a fire in you now. You need to press forward. You need to find that point where passion meets purpose. Engage and fight valiantly for the kingdom of God. Live out the pattern you see in the scriptures. Live like the men you see in the scriptures. And be what you were created to be. Live out your calling as men of God. I love you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. Find something to be passionate about and pursue it with purpose. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.